Hey guys and ghouls, I'm Katie Toole. I'm Sean Reedy. And this is Friday Night Frights. And this is a wonderful, I'm so excited for this mini-sode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a mini-sode. And this is a mini-sode on a movie that Katie was so excited to watch. And I know. I'm so thankful that we did. <laughs> Uh, so this is a movie, this is a sentence I never thought I'd say. This movie is a Tubi original. Because <laughs> that's a thing now, apparently. And uh, it's called Hellblazers. And it stars, I'm just going to go down the list. Mm-hmm. It stars Billy Zane, Meg Foster, Tony Todd. Adrian fucking Barbeau. <laughs> Bruce Stern. Courtney Gaines. Like, what? I, I saw this cast and I was like, what? It's like a who's who. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a master cast. It is. Um, it is not a masterwork, however. It, okay, so I have a feeling that you and I are going to have Maybe partially similar opinions on this movie, but also potentially very different. I mean, I feel like there were parts of this movie that I absolutely loved just because it was so fucking ridiculous. And I do love Mm -hmm. me a movie that's so bad it's good. And then there were parts of this movie that were just a little bit boring. And it's like... I just felt like there was wasted potential because they had this incredible cast and they didn't really use them that much nope and that was that was what was disappointing to me like i think my favorite part was at the very beginning when billy zane was um like summoning Mm -hmm. the demon because like that was hilarious oh he was like throw him in the hole steve didn't dig the hole for nothing throw him in the hole right like Oh, God, it was so good because he was, like, he wasn't a regular, like, cult leader. He was, like... Right. He was, like, I'm annoyed with this entire situation. Right. But here I am summoning this demon. (laughs) And he was, like, bumbling, right? Like, the whole thing was kind of bumbling. And he had this absolutely ludicrous haircut. Like... Yep. I mean, just the wig they had on Billy Zane was was a horror unto itself. It was an atrocity. Now, I know that you said that Billy Zane was your favorite part. However, um, mm. while while Billy Zane was definitely, um, you know, relatively at the top of my list, mm. um, no one did it to me, did for me as much as Bruce Dern did. <laughs> no, I mean, Bruce Dern, Bruce Dern was like also a favorite part. Like, I, I was sad that I was sad that Bruce Dern got cut out so early. Like yes, that's me that's too. sort of that's sort of what I'm talking about. Where like Tony Todd was in two scenes, and like I understand yeah. that that's probably all they could afford to pay him for. Fair, yes. But like I'm like, you have these people. Why aren't you using them? Like, why is Bruce right. Dern not there until the very fucking end of this movie? Because Seriously. his character was hilarious. Yes. All I'm going to say. Is Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> <You're right. 
Antarctica. <laughs> it's like, and you know what? What are the motivations here? <laughs> I'm based. I'm. I'm assuming that this is taking place around Christmas. Yes, and in the late eighties, too. Yes, like, which so neither of which I found to be very clear. I guess re- watching it a second time, I'm like, okay, there's Christmas lights. I see Christmas trees. I got it. Right, and like the the climax does take pl- the climax, such as it is, takes place in the Christmas tree lot. Right. Like, the final fight takes yes. place in the Christmas tree lot. <clears throat> However, did you see any other place? Like, the only the only reason that I knew it took place in 89 was because of the um, the cross of his friend that passed. Right, yeah. The I mean, I, I assume that was his wife. I, I assume. They don't remember. But, yeah, I mean, saying. I guess it could have been. It could have been anybody, but... Um... Right, yes. The the year on the cross was the only, like, concrete clue there. I mean, I guess the cars, you know, the, the cars were of, of that era. And right? the music. But, like, and the, and the music. But, like, not, you know, not, like, super instantly recognizable music. No. <laughs> well, okay, I suppose also the, um, when Adrian Barbeau and her son are talking about what, like, videos he's gotten in his video store, she says, oh, I was hoping for all the president's men. So I suppose that would be maybe another clue. But, yeah, it wasn't, like, made super clear. And, again, I feel like the – it's just, like, I feel like this – I feel like this film is just m- full of, like, missed opportunities, right? Where they have mm-hmm. a movie set in the late 80s about a satanic cult – but don't sort of incorporate any kind of satanic panic into it at all. Nope. Like, if they had made it... I mean, like, it's tight. It is a. It is not even 90 minutes long. It's, mm-hmm. like, 84 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> but if they had added an extra 10 minutes where, mm-hmm. you know, there was, like, I don't know, some, some kind of discussion about the satanic panic type of environment at the end of the 80s, I think it would have, you know... Or even, like, Billy Zane coming to town. Yes. And, like, a little bit of setup of the cult before... Because mm-hmm. the film opens with their ritual where they're they're raising the demon. And, like, their motivations are never made clear other than no. just raise a demon. Like, there's mm-hmm. no... You know, there's, there's no... Um, I think maybe it was a little too tight, right? Like... Yes. We've watched a lot of movies that dragged on and on for no reason. Mm-hmm. This was not one of them. This needed a little bit more movie. Yes. No, I agree. Sure. I I agree. I like. I think that there is a very good um, shell of a movie here. Yes. Um, and there is some substance. There is there is plot. The plot's very basic. Right, and that's you fine. Know? Like and that's absolutely fine. But it's still twenty twenty two. And mm-hmm. you can't just go in doing a generic plot and not adding anything to it. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, and, like, it wasn't also... It was weird because, like, they didn't do enough, but I think they were also trying to do too much. Like, they were trying yes. to stuff too many horror tropes into 84 mm-hmm. minutes, right? Yeah. Like, because the structure is very much like a zombie movie. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. and I think that, I think that was intentional because one of the characters is wearing a Night of the Living Dead shirt the entire time. Like yep. a t-shirt that says Night of the Living mm-hmm. Dead on it. So like, all of them sort of locked in the 
bar, tavern, wherever they end up locked, right, is, like, Mm -hmm. very clearly a reference to, like, zombie movie tropes. Oh, yeah. And also the fact that the cult members, with the exception of Billy Zane, who, again, is in the first scene of the movie and the last scene of the movie, and you do (laughs) not see him, like, any other time. They literally had enough money to pay these, like, bigger names for about 10 minutes of screen time tops like that's yep. it and that's like they were in like one and a half scenes and then they were gone <laughs> and and billy zane was utilized relatively well but mm-hmm. yeah they <laughs> i'm like why aren't you using these people for anything but like unnecessary dialogue right a lot of dialogue like i don't need to know what's going like i don't know it's some of the things that they were talking about, I get that they're trying to like build personality with some of the characters, but like making them humane. Right. That's fair. But, but I'm like, no, 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 no. I was, I was waiting for one of the sort of like group of main characters to be revealed to be on the other side. Right. Like I was waiting for a twist. You're, you're waiting for something to happen. I was waiting for something to happen. Other than people, other than people keep getting like attacked by these cloaked figures that have no apparent motivated motivation for doing this except to feed this demon. Right. But we don't know what the demon is. We don't know where it came from. We don't know why it's there. And none of it. I was I was waiting for actually I was waiting for Adrian Barbeau specifically to be a member of the cult and yeah. like turn on all of them. Like that's yes. what I was waiting for. Yes. Actually, and I don't yes, know why exactly... I wanted it to be her. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted it to be Adrian <clears throat> Barbo, but I was like, okay, now we're going to find out that she's a bad guy. Well, and and they almost made it seem like it was potentially like it was, it, there was a opportunity where they could have done that mm-hmm. and they missed it. Like they could have done that with her. They could have done that with, what was the one cop's name? Deanna? I think. Right. Like, she was kind of, like, silly and aloof, and they could have, like, made it, like, a oops, surprise. She yeah. was actually part of this all along. Like. Or, like, um, Meg Foster's character, the, the yep. like, older waitress in the diner seemed kind of shady, but then she yep. just gets knocked off, and she's, like, no one's significant, right? Like. Right. Again, Tony Todd is on screen of all of five minutes. And what's funny is Tony Todd is on the, like, art. And I think it's just yeah. because he's the most recognizable person yes. in the movie. <laughs> but it's like he's only there for five minutes yeah you don't see him for you don't see him at all like if you go on to imdb and look at the cast he's third last right because he's hardly in it yeah like and and they don't you know i don't know it's just uh i feel like it there was so much potential there they just needed to make more movie <laughs> yeah because mm-hmm. even like the you know and some of the things, like, you don't actually learn why, like, there's a sheriff who came from, you know, the big city to the small town, which, like, is a, like, horror 101, right? Like, right. that is horror 101, the, like, you know, that is, you know, straight up Stephen King shit of, like, oh, I've left the big city because of some trauma, and now I'm in the small town, and something ten times more traumatic happens, but, like, usually it's explained why that person left the big city. And it's never explained. <laughs> no. And I'm like, the, but he keeps mentioning it. So They like, bring it up over and over again. <laughs> if you're going to keep bringing it up, 
Tell me why. Give me a flashback. Again, three more minutes of screen time to give me a flashback to like, I don't know, his fucking partner getting killed in a robbery gone wrong or a drug bust that like he fell in love with a drug dealer who then like he had to put away for life or right. Like Mm -hmm. any number of stupid cliched reasons why this guy would burn out and run to like wherever the fuck they were. (laughs) Right. Um, and like, I think, I think that, I think that Billy Zane was like criminally underutilized because like he, him being there and like the, the, the summoning of the demon should not have been the first scene in the movie. Mm -mm. Right. Like that should have been like, uh, uh, the act two like, you know, jet propulsion of the plot where like Mm -hmm. you have this setup where you know, okay, here's the, here's the crazy Vietnam veteran who says like all the kooky things are happening all the time but he's never right Mm -hmm. and here's like you know here's this guy here's the sheriff that's from new york like i just feel like this this movie is marked by wasted potential because like it's there it could be there and Mm -hmm. like clearly i think i think his name is um what's his name the writer what's his name oh um uh, he wrote and directed it Justin yeah. Lee, yeah. like, he clearly has, like, some comedic chops. Like, there are moments in this movie that are genuinely funny, and mm-hmm. not just because not just because it's stupid, like, that are actually genuinely funny and are meant to be funny. Yes. Um, he just needed to make a longer movie. He just needed more movie. I agree. If he had, if he had more movie and everything, I think he would have been... If, if they just... It was so close to being good. Right. And it, and it wasn't because... Because, I mean... And the creature, the demon, was actually, like, pretty good looking. Like, it was not a bad yeah. effect. Except for... <laughs> yeah. It... Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. So... <laughs> Chicken skin. The, the premise here is that, like, they've sacrificed a man and the demon has sort of entered his body. And so the man is transforming, right? Mm-hmm. And, which again was a hilarious moment when Billy Zane was talking to that thing for the first time. And he was like, you will get transformed. Well, more transformed. And you'll get stronger. <laughs> and, like, and he's, like, clearly just freaked out by this thing that he just made. Yes. And then, like, the, the demon walks away and Billy Zane's like, holy shit. <laughs> um, but there is a scene, there is a scene in the film when the creature grows horns, right? Like, it didn't have horns and then it grows horns. And instead of just growing the horns, which would have been enough, they well. decided to drape the horns in raw chicken skin. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe that shit would have worked in 1968 when Romero was making Night of the Living Dead like and Mm -hmm. everything was blurry it is very clearly raw chicken skin like it absolutely does not look like the latex that the monster is made out of and like then they just sort of like fling it around the room yeah Yeah, they just get close up drops of it falling on the ground (laughs) like and like I get it I get it like the idea was that this was like pieces of the man that were falling away but like the pieces they were throwing were significantly larger than the horns so like where's Uh all this skin coming from right he's not losing that much skin no and it looked it looked good like the the horns coming out and everything like it looked good 
They did not need to drape the fucking thing in raw chicken skin. They could have just had that. Mm -hmm. Maybe just, maybe a touch of blood would have been okay. Like a little bit Mm -hmm. of bubbling blood would have made it look a little more realistic. But honestly, without a single extra anything, that effect would have looked just fine on its own. Yeah. Take away the chicken skin. We're fine. Golden. But no, the chicken skin was there. Chicken skin. And it is now burned into my memory. <laughs> I cannot unsee the chicken skin being flung across the room. Mm-hmm. They didn't even, like, they didn't even paint it. Like, they didn't, no, they did it was... absolutely nothing to no. alter this chicken skin. They went to their local grocery store, bought a bunch of skin on, like, like chicken breasts, uh-huh. and just peeled the skin off and just threw it on this monster. I hope they at least ate the chicken, because otherwise I it's hope so. I would assume, listen, this was not a high budget film. They, That's true. You that know, was dinner for days. <laughs> exactly. All the actors were eating the chicken that that skin came from. Mm-hmm. And they were sad because they would have eaten the chicken skin because chicken skin's delicious. But mm-hmm. instead they had to say, no, no chicken skin for you. I'm putting it on this demon's horns. <laughs> right. It's going to be all over the ground. Yeah. No. Um, no. But... Other than that, other than that, the demon actually looked pretty good. Like it was, it was creepy. Like, yeah. and it's funny because it's like they took, it's like they took a cenobite and um, the, God, what's what's the guy in Pan's Labyrinth called? The guy with the hands, the eyes oh, on his hands. Yeah, I the don't blind. Know. Do they just call him the blind? Is it the blind man or the blind? Um, um. I'll tell you in two seconds. Don't you worry about me telling you. I know you. Steph Jones. Pale Man. <laughs> the Pale, Pale man. man. Right. I was like, I know who plays him. It's Steph mm-hmm. Jones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it is. It's like they took. So it's, it's like they took the Pale Man from Pan's Labyrinth and the Cenobites from Hell Hellraiser. <laughs> right. Which is clearly what this. <laughs> Here we are. Which is where they got the title, clearly. <laughs> now that I think of it. Uh-huh. Like, I expected a movie called Hellblazers to at least have somebody on a motorcycle. No. Right? Like, why was that satanic? (laughs) Why was that satanic cult not also a motorcycle gang? I mean, it's called Hellblazers. Mm -hmm. Come on. Just so much, so much it could have been. And it could have been so great. Like, I just want to, I just want to remake it myself. You know what I mean? Like, you ever see a movie like that? You're like, this is so good. You're almost there. Like, you are almost there. You've got the comedy, like, you've got the comedy angle, like, that this mm-hmm. movie was never going to work as anything serious. Oh, yeah. And I think they kind of, they do at one point, like, kind of lose the comedy a little bit, and I think that does them a disservice, where, like, mm-hmm. they actually don't embrace the absurdity enough, you know? Absolutely. After yeah. about the first third of the film. The first third of the film, it's, like, very clear horror comedy, boom. Mm-hmm. But then after that, they, like try to like raise the emotional stakes which is fine that's something you can do in a horror comedy i mean look at Mm -hmm. shawn of the dead right but yep but like you have to do it right and and it just it wasn't quite there wasn't no no it wasn't it i i give them i give them a solid b minus c plus for effort because i don't think that they really put forth enough effort (laughs) wait are we doing letter grades now Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. No, this isn't, this isn't, this is me. This is my personal letter grade. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, yes. sorry. This is not a, this is not a scream, uh, a scream grade. We haven't gotten there yet. Okay. I got you. 
or I haven't. Okay. Yet. You can get there. You can get there whenever you want. Um, <laughs> Katie, you're an independent woman. Damn it. <laughs> sounds sounds kind of dirty, Sean. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here we are. Um. But no, I I I think that they. They're like, oh, I have a really big desire to make this movie. And then they got lazy. Mm-hmm. And probably just poor. Because, let's be real. I'm sure the budget was not was not all there. Right. No, I mean, the budget was definitely... Like, there were definitely a few things that are very... Um, clearly the budget, right? The mm-hmm. chicken skin. The fact that there's not a kill that's on camera... Right. The fact that the blood spatters from off frame, which is fine. Like you can you can do that stuff and make it good. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to have like spectacular things. They didn't have to have all the explosions at the end either. (laughs) Like the flamethrower thing or whatever the fuck. Yeah. yeah. The grenade launcher. But. um, You cannot just take a bunch of like legendary horror movie character actors shove them into a movie and expect that movie to be good no that being said it very much reminded me of like a sci-fi original movie like it it was that type of and i guess that's what's to be expected because tubi is a free service so it is basically like watching a made for tv movie right like Mm -hmm. but that is what it reminded me of like a sci-fi made for tv movie I would, so the one thing that I'll say though, is it, because it, it, it feels exactly like that, but the camera works better. Oh, yes. That's actually something I want to talk about. There are some like really good Re- shots. Yes. <laughs> like whoever this director of photography is, we should look, we should look to see who that is. Hold on. We have that information. We do. Somewhere. We do. I'm sure. Um, let's see. Well, I have the cinematographer is Logan Fulton. That's, you know, helpful. Um, and the maybe there isn't a director of photography maybe it's just the cinematographer yep there is no there's a camera department um uh george ballinger was the steady cam operator marcus uh free friedlander friedlander i'm gonna say friedlander um was the first <laughs> assistant camera um and oscar martinez was the gaffer so you know you got three camera people um so the fact that there's, you know, you got one cinematographer and three other people that are working on cameras, um, it's, it's impressive, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, like, there there were some, there were some things that they did um, in that, especially in that, like, final um, fight in the Christmas tree lot. There's mm-hmm. some things they did with, like, the focus and the Christmas lights and the, you know, that I was just like, that's a cool effect. Mm-hmm. Like, what you're doing right now is good. Well, and even, like, going back to, like, the the demon, like, growing out the horns. Like, yeah. up until Chicken Skin showed up, it was cool looking. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, like, right. If they had just left out the Chicken Skin, that would have been a perfectly, like, acceptable Mm-hmm. effect scene in this film. Yeah. Yeah, watching the horns. If they the had horns... just not... Mm-hmm. If they had just not thrown chicken skin all over the room. Yes. I want to know whose choice that was. I don't was. know. 
Because, like, otherwise, like, watching the horn, like, slowly pull out of the demon's head. Looks painful. Yeah, it looked painful. Yep. And then they're like, let's drape some chicken skin around it. <laughs> it's like, where is the skin It doesn't make any from? sense. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't. Like, it doesn't. Like, that's the thing. It's not just that, like, they, they, it's not just that, like, the, the concept was solid and then they failed in the execution. It doesn't even make sense as no. to where all of this extra skin was coming from. No. Not at all. <sighs> well, as it goes, I guess. That's fine. With your chicken skin. Thriving. <laughs> So what, so Katie, I don't remember, so it was out of six and a half, correct? That was out of total? six and a half. Zero yes. to six and a half. Um, screams, correct? Did we go on screams? I believe it was, yes. Okay, perfect. So Katie, what would you give this out of six and a half? I'm going to say two. Yeah, I was going to say two or two and a half, so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not sad that I watched it. I'm not either. You know, I mean, it, it, it did have some, it had some genuinely good moments and it was fun just to see, like, Adrian Barbo was, was a, like, was a radio mm-hmm. DJ, which is what she was in The Fog, right? So, like, mm-hmm. there, there were some clear, like, the people who made this love horror movies and that's clear. And there was some great camera work. Uh, the performances were decent. I, I think that they could have, like, embraced the absurd a little bit more and, like, made it mm-hmm. a little little campier like I think that they tried to walk that line a little too finely mm-hmm. but mostly it was just like they just needed more movie yep like I, there was just mm-hmm. there was just too much that was just left for you to make the assumption and it's like what is this called where did they come from why yeah. are they here what are they doing what's the goal what's the end goal here and then like at the end Billy Zane is in a different town it's like wait so did he, does he count this as a success? Does he count as a, as a failure? Like. He's just moved on. Right. Like what is his motivation now? And why, where was he this whole time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Listen, he was in the woods being Billy Zane. <laughs> Take it as you will. He was brushing his hair. <laughs> yes. Well, with that wig, I. <laughs> so- I, I imagine <laughs> he was brushing it the entire time that this and the rest of the events were going on. You know what it reminded me of? He looked like, well, and I guess this makes a little bit of sense, but he looked like a monk. Or yeah. I mean, like, he looked like the way that they, they depict, like, you know, mid- medieval French monks. Like, mm-hmm. that's what the hair looked yeah, like. It was just bad. Especially when he had the robe on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. I think that there was a lot of opportunity that was missed. Um, great cinematography. Um, the acting was hit and miss depending on the person. I feel like, but mm-hmm. um, but at the I I feel like with this kind of movie, it wasn't really about the acting fully. You know, like to a degree. Right. No, absolutely. Yes. Like. Um. I, the yeah the cinematography was great um but yeah and they just need a more plot it's almost like they tried doing a plot line from a movie back in the like the 40s mm-hmm. like a really old horror movie where like you don't really have much of a plot it's just about the horror itself right like a monster just shows up and we don't know yeah. why right 
but I'm like, you need, <laughs> you, you need to explain some things. So, you need more movie. Like, yeah. even, again, a, a two-minute flashback that tells you why the hell we should care about this sheriff. Like, mm-hmm. anything. Give us something. Yeah, I can think of scenes that would just that would make this movie 130 minutes on the dot, and and we would have, we would increase this this rating tenfold. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even go that high. But... We don't even go that high, but we're going that high. <laughs> It'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. So that's it for Hellblazers. I do recommend that you watch it. It it was not like I said. I'm not sorry that I watched it, and it's free. So might as well, right? Double like... bonus. Yeah. Exactly. It's free. It's not very long. In fact, we think it should be longer, but it's literally 84 minutes. So it's just like, it's not even going to take up a lot of your time. So I say, you know, go watch it because it's, it's good to support these things, even if they're not the greatest, because it means that more things get made, right? Like right, more definitely. horror is always good. Uh, <laughs> next week, we will be diving into the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you probably know, there is a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is, of course, just fucking called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> on Netflix that released, I believe, today. Oh, shit. Did it really? No, I'm sorry. It released last week. Nope. It releases tomorrow. <laughs> right. But when this is actually... Oh, yep. Yep. <laughs> When Cut this is part. actually posted. Yep. So here's a fun fact for all you listeners. We've finally gotten our shit together enough to actually like record these a week in advance, but the, now we never know what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, a day curse. that ends in A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what day it is? It's Friday. That's yeah. what day it is. It's Friday. Friday, Friday. Oh, let's not oh sing God. that song. Let's not get sued. Talk about a fright. Um, <laughs> so yes, it was actually, as you're listening to this, it was last week that the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre premiered on Netflix. Yes. So we will be uh, looking at that as well. But first we're going to, we're going to dive into the original. So mm-hmm. that'll be fun. That's, that's a good one. Yes. Uh, until then, you can rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Spotify. Uh, we have an Instagram at FNFrights Podcast. We have a Twitter at FNFrights Pod. We have a website at FNFrightsPodcast.com. Um, we have a YouTube channel where you just type in Friday Night Frights Podcast and we'll pop up. We'll have a new video uh, coming soon for March. Uh, same thing with Facebook. Just type in Friday Night Frights Podcast and you'll be able to find us there. Uh, if you would like to contact us directly, you can scream at us with our email address, scream at fmfrightspodcast.com. And there is, of course, our Patreon, The Fright Club. And Sean? Yes, Katie? What is the first rule of Fright Club? The first rule of Fright Club is don't let Billy Zane into your town. It's really a bad idea. It's, like, it's a bad Like, this is not one. the first time. <laughs> if you ever watched Tim- Twin Peaks, I mean, Billy Zane shows up. Bad shit starts to happen. Yeah. Don't let him in. Don't let him in. Especially if he's got a weird haircut. Yep. Just send him on his way. Send him away. No Billy Zane's allowed here. Or Billy Zane. <laughs> I'm sure that Billy Zane's a lovely person. Oh, I'm sure he's great. Um, but this is a Billy Zane free zone. Um, <laughs> and if you park here, I'm going to tow your car. So. <laughs> it's, 
It's a toe zane. It's a toe zane. <laughs> so, gays and ghouls, tune in next Friday night. You'll be in for a fright. But until then. <laughs> <laughs>